The subject of the talk this evening is attachment to form. Any kind of uh, regular activity involves, of course, obviously, a a certain degree of repetition. And this repetition which is occurring means that the mind itself is focusing with quite some frequency on a particular. And one engages in that activity again and again and again, and a certain familiarity comes with it. And in the familiarity of that repetition, one is establishing for the mind, for oneself, a certain kind of form. And we see that there is a certain usefulness in this form, it gives us a certain familiarity, and if we look at the context of our daily life situations here and elsewhere, there are a regular number of forms or ways of doing things which we engage in again and again. Sometimes, rather obviously, we become attached to these forms, these ways of doing things, and this can lead to contention. One is, likes to do something in a particular way, the person that one is in contact with likes to do something in another way, or doesn't like to do it at all, and, <laughs> and, and in that there are the kind of the seeds for difficulty, the seeds for contention. So it's this giving care and attention to the form of things obviously is important. And this noticeably um, show, shows itself in the wide variety of religious forms and practices. And these various forms and practices, of course, once have a long history to them. They are expedient, they are used with great, great, frequency, great frequency, but very easily the mind, once again, through continuity of use, forms an attachment. And this one needs to look at and to be aware of and to be aware too in one's practice and spiritual development the implications of attachment to form. Let me give, let me give you um, uh, an example of this. Um, some time ye- years ago when I was uh, engaged in the practice and uh, living as a monk, one of the teachers that I uh, studied under had spent some years engaged in in practice, Um, quite some period of time was in solitude, and came out uh, of solitude and spent quite some time walking throughout Thailand, um, through one province after another as a, a wandering monk. He arrived in one uh, centre, um, rather one uh, monastery in, in southern Thailand, 
and he was invited there to give some meditation teachings. And at first he, he just spoke about his practice, gave some um, instruction in the various uh, uh, meditation practices which he had developed and had found useful for them, for himself, and, and communicated them to others. And seemingly, from what monks have felt and discussed uh, together, and what some of us perhaps have observed, is that in the course of time, the form itself, the method, the technique, the style, and so forth, gradually, gradually became more and more important, both to him, uh, both to a number of the monks uh, engaged in that practice. And when that gained something of an exaggerated importance, and therefore the appearance of attachment, let us say, what seems to emerge out of it is that the mind, in employing one and holding to it in some way or other, one of the first characteristics of it is that comparing is taking place, with the obvious implication of that one compares and one approves of one's own, um, feels more critical and judgmental of another, and one engages through the attachment in comparing, judging, comparing, judging, in a way which is to keep bolstering up one's own position. And that is a form of attachment too. And this attachment too, through through the uh, continu continuity of time, which I would say is too little referred to in spiritual practices and all that is within spiritual practices, um, is such that there's a great deal spoken about being free from. Being free from anger, being free from clinging, being free from attachment, being free from fear, being free from confusion, and so forth. There's a great deal of emphasis on that, but it seems, sometimes it would appear because of vested interest, there's too little emphasis on being free from form. Being free in such a way that one is coming out of the kind of restrictions of mind which take place through identifying with form. And that, as I mentioned, may express and show itself in our life through the form of our life, the kind of patterns and the way we express our, ourself, and through the form of practice. So, so in, in, in looking, as I mentioned, where one's attached to form, there is going to be some charge. And that charge inside of oneself easily builds up. But there's another expression too of attachment or um, an unclear relationship to form and the one which frequently arises in people's meditation, meditation practice, the simple question of, am I doing this correct? Am I doing it right? 
and one easily has a kind of mechanistic view. I mean, if you have, whatever, you have a, a car and you don't put everything back in the way that it came from, <laughs> you've got problems in the, with this car. And one can easily look at the form of practice in a kind of mechanistic way. And it emerges, am I doing it right? Because if I'm not doing it right, then I'm not going to get whatever I would like to get from it. And it has to be within the relationship to what one is doing, the basic awareness that there is a few principles which are operating. And it's the basic principles which are operating, which are important, and the form, the method, the way we approach those principles are merely an aid. No, so, I mean, as an, as an example, not an, not an uh, uh, unusual one, no, one person left me uh, a note, in fact, um, a certain kind of instruction is out when is given when in walking and um, be mindful of the foot contact with the ground and the question may arise well am i doing it right and sometimes one sees one person um, taking giraffe like steps with you know <laughs> like, like like this and and then someone else is walking rather uh, um, uh, uh, speedily, like if it was in an army parade, and some, and somebody else is moving so so uh, slowly through the air. <laughs> so there are all these kind of external reference points, and then one looks at what oneself is doing, and think, well, who the hell of us is doing it, doing this thing correctly? And and that's when the form itself takes on an importance which is obscuring the principle. The principle is being truly conscious from one moment to the next. That's, that's the principle. The principle is being aware. A principle is being um, uh, catching the self-knowledge, seeing the formation of the mind at a particular time and, and being clear about that. The, the principle is harmonizing mind with body and body with mind. Principle is development of equanimity. So all manner of ways which contribute to our being more clear and uh, uh, centered. But if the form takes on this uh, exaggerated part, as I say, one loses connection with the principle. Or, I mean, or to put it in another um, kind of uh, way, if you use an add a method or technique which is working, use it. <laughs> if it works, if it helps you to keep in touch with the principle in some way or other, then, or principles, then employ it. Two, in a way that gradually um, one is able more easily and effortlessly in one's practice to be able to drop the forms, the methods, the techniques, the extras, and more the pure principle of what meditation is actually all about. Uh, uh, 
full um, relationship and communication with the uh, living situation and, that, uh, and the development of that. Now sometimes in hearing that, people in the present and in the past have been exposed to different approaches, different, different forms. One person has done Zen, another person has uh, uh, done uh, mantra practice or um, visualizations or pranayama, etc., etc. And the person finds in the course of their practice they're developing their practice, but the past is coming up. The conditioned past is coming up into the present, the conditioned past of the form of the meditation practice. And there comes in the mind a dilemma, which, well, which, what, what shall I do? Shall I uh, have a go at keeping um, the two together? Shall I just use that one in the past? Shall I use the one that I'm hearing now? And so easily one is caught with choice or caught with confusion and about which to use. And again, one, the, one has to see that. And some kind of practices flow in and mix in very well with this kind of practice. And sometimes one sees that some of them simply don't. They don't work together very well. And, if, and it becomes confusing. So if one is feeling that in any way in one's practice, then without preferring one over the other, one develops the meditation practice so that one concentrates on the primary method which is being emphasized. Not in any way that, that it's better than anything else, but simply to save the mind from confuse, confusion in terms of what one has done before and what one is doing in the present. So, th so that there's a, a certain mainstream of focus. And in that mainstream of focus, the point is not to build up the method and the technique into something special in any way, but simply because it's a means towards the establishing in one's life of prin these principles, as I'm calling them. Similarly too, with this emphasis on form and, and, and certainly in a situation like here, as in other practices and so forth, is frequently an emphasis on form. Sometimes it manifests in, uh, in dress, sometimes it manifests in, in particular styles and particular emphasis and uh, rituals and ceremonies. And so easily in the mind, the mind itself, in catching or getting stuck in any way, in any one of these areas, loses that if religious practice is going to be of any use whatsoever, because it, it means its use has got to be internal. Internal. Because sometimes, like I just mentioned Zen, sometimes a person has been engaged in this kind of practice for a long period of time, or a short period of time, and the question arises, well, there's another tradition, and that other tradition, um, they use uh, koans in that, these answering of these questions. Well, if my practice is really uh, working very well, by now I should be able to um, 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 answer these questions which the, I, I, I've read in the Alan Watts books <laughs> or, or, or whatever, it, whatever it may be. And very quickly the mind once again is attaching to one form 
attaching to, attaching to the other form and begins to make something seem very important. The capacity, in this case, to answer, answer um, Cohen's. And I mean, I remember, if I may say, some time ago, I went to uh, meet with one of the um, uh, Zen masters and um, yes, put out a, a, a what was it, Cohen, and uh, and uh, he explained how how they how they worked. So it was, I remember looking at the watch. Now he said, "Is this a what? Is this a, a clock or isn't it?" And so. The, Apparently, the useful response to it was to say uh, 7:45. Oh, well, good, whatever, like that. So, <laughs> this, this this was a, a very preliminary kind of Cohen. <laughs> and then we got then he then he then he, uh, then, he then he got round to asking another another one. And uh, and. Does a dog have Buddha nature? And, and a useful response to that was whoop, and that was it. Yes, very good. And so then we got to the third one, and that, 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 uh, that, that got me. So I went back to my breath. <laughs> And, and so my, my, my feeling was out of, out of this um, um, meeting, maybe some people can an answer Cohen's and, and some of us can't answer Cohen's and it doesn't really matter too much if you can, <laughs> if, if you can or if you, if you can't. And it's nice to um, hear, hear from friends that uh, um, Zen masters like us, Paul, we pass on our teachers, have their difficulties in their personal life, just as we have ours. <laughs> I'm not saying any names or anything. <laughs> so, so very easily in, in these things, certain forms are uh, expressed in different ways. And we can so very easily become attached to the forms in some way or other, and then begin to use, use the forms in some, as a criteria of something, as, 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 a, as a measure, and possibly as a measure of our worth, as a measure of our validity, as a measure of our um, spiritual maturity, or whatever. So I feel that in, in this, that there's the necessity for um, a clear awareness of form, that appreciation and value and acknowledgement for it, and an open-mindedness to the different forms that people employed, but never to confuse form and significance of, of it with um, integration, um, well-being, um, joy, wisdom, love, and all that is truly sound in life. So, and so, similarly in a situation as one has here, there's a great deal of form being expressed through, through the course of the day. But the form, as I mentioned before, is a stepping stone, is a vehicle. That vehicle 
as it is, um, um, let's say, expressed, seems to have within its um, emphasis a, cer um, a certain kind of expression. And, and perhaps what is most noticeable about that expression is we look upon the practice to a degree as a freedom from. This free freedom from becomes something of a primary interest in the course of the meditative practice. Freedom from suffering, freedom from confusion, freedom from, from difficulty, freedom from identification, freedom from clinging. And so we bring into our practice, not for everybody of course, uh, that motivation of the mind which is so important and nothing can be done without it, the motivation of the mind to look, to explore, to go into, with a certain kind of view, to some degree or other, in the difficult areas of our life, to resolving them, to being free from them. And this, this freedom from, is a, as I say, is a, has a primary background to it. So if that is a certain kind of emphasis in one's practice, then one has to be rather clear in one's practice, what is it in your life that you are looking to be free from? What is it that I am looking at in my life that I wish to be free from. So that, we, so that it's not, again, just employing the form, which will bring its own, will bring benefits, but it's employing the form in order to develop a clarity, in order to know what one wishes to be free from. We can't do anything clearly in this world unless we see the, kind, the, 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 the situation which we are concerned about very, very clearly. You see, particularly but, uh, the, the people who are just new to meditation retreats and for, for people who are familiar with it, so very easily one can come into the retreat situation after a few days, settle into the kind of the form, the structure, the timetable, set, settle into that, but in that lose some of that focus of mind which is trying to look at things clearly and particularly, in this case, look at things which one recognises either from the past or being here, what one needs to be free from, to some degree or other. So it's not enough to say free from attachment. Attachment to what? Free from clinging, but clinging to, to, to what? Free from identification, what? Free from judging who, what, or whatever. So that, the, so that our mind, eh, as we proceed from the day, through the day, is becoming clear from the moment-to-moment -moment level. Obviously not easy, but that is the, the, the mainstream, a mainstream, of the practice. Now in the course of that, act, in that, course of that um, 
actual journey which is take, taking place, one be, may begin to sense at, in periods of time that the flow of one's practice is not primarily concerned with freedom from. If, as an example, one is feeling a sense of balance and um, harmony and integration and so forth, that kind of object or objective isn't occurring so much in our mind. And so the freedom from itself and all that is implied in that is to release inside of ourselves new levels of being conscious and the energy which can go with it. But first I say we are clear what is to be free from and in that making or finding in ourselves more space for the release of more energy. Now what very easily happens, we'll talk about it towards the end of the retreat, that people begin to find that more in their life. Come on a retreat, there's a certain renewal, there's a certain renewal of the energy, uh, because one is, not, is, is somewhat free from some of the ways that energy has got stuck in mind states and things. And when a person goes out of the retreat, has got the energy, has got more freedom, has got more spaciousness, and doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, in the, say, as I say, in, in the practice, one asks oneself, today, what has been the, 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 some of the primary forms of experience for you today? Has that expressed itself in a working to be free from, as a valid expression? one's experience. If so, and if you've, something is clearly outstanding for you in a particular way, one has to bring to that the resources available. Things don't go away and, and things don't become truly clear to oneself unless the mind brings out of itself the resources to work with something, but not only to work with it at the time that it's a difficulty, but to work with something in a sustained way, to keep that uh, focus and employment of resources going, active for oneself. So we delineate, the, the, um, clarify the, the where there is difficulty, and then see what, what we can bring to that. Now, in, as I say, in that, and the working through, is beginning to open and release more energy to oneself. Now, quite often, that energy, which can begin to flow out a little bit more freely, you arrive on the first day, you feel uh, uh, very tired, very restless, very difficult. As the days go by, one feels a little bit more energy, a little bit more focus, there. Difficulties may be there, but one feels that little bit more energy. That energy which is beginning to come through becomes increasingly more important. And a part of the practice too, because one is trying to transcend the field of form altogether, part of the practice too is one of constantly extending oneself. 
as an essential element for a person who wishes to go from the sense of being finite and confined and restricted to that which is beyond measure. Now, if that, if, if that kind of transformation is going to take place inside of oneself, it has to actually be actualized in the course of one's day-to-day -day practice here. And this extension of, its, of oneself in small ways, without intensity of striving and struggling and ambitiousness, but that, 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 that extending of oneself is what opens the mind up. When, when we are not extending ourselves, that means one is comfortable to be here. When the day goes by reasonably eas easily, when um, one doesn't um, give that little bit of extra in the ways that one has to give, give it, the mind will remain in a set place. It will remain set in a set. And that set, as it were, through familiarity, becomes a set which is dependent on the social environment, on this situation. Because we're not extending ourselves. Let me give you gross, I mean, some sort of examples of, of this it, in, the, uh, in the East, with the ashrams and the monasteries and, uh, and so forth. It was not at all unusual that um, some of the monks and the nuns and the lay, 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 lay people had lived for so long in a, in a, in a situation of, um, uh, of familiarity, I would put it like that, a supportive familiarity that long since the sense of um, working with something and extending oneself and, and, ex and inner expansiveness had long since been forgotten. And one of the things which is most characteristic of that is where you have, as one has in Buddhism and uh, Christianity and, uh, and other forms of uh, religion, a tremendous emphasis on a, some particular experience. And one has heard about the form, the form which will take one to a particular experience, and then if one has a particular experience, after that, everything's life is going to be one long holiday, <laughs> and, and there's some kind of security which one has gotten for oneself or whatever. And having um, seen how um, limiting that, that view of life is and, and the effect of it, simply an experience, no matter what form it may take, or what um, language or concept which goes through, it means that if one rests in any way on the past and on one's laurels or whatever, and one, on one's um, uh, 
attainment or whatever that gives no assurance at all with regard to the present. Life doesn't work like that. It'd be nice if it did, if we could all have a, an experience and really, really go for it. And <laughs> so that we have the knowledge that uh, um, after that there's never going to be any more uh, suffering in our minds. <laughs> but it, 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 doesn't, it, it, it doesn't go like that. And so this um, working with life and the extending of oneself is a part of the process of inner change and expansiveness. Because one can get stuck with the form, stuck with the language, and in some cases st stuck with repeating the same old thing again and again and again. And to me this kills the religious spirit in people. So, so we're, you know, looking we ask ourselves, in which way can I, as a person, work with my practice and extend myself? Some people here, and, and, and uh, no doubt a large percentage of, of uh, people, just by working with the timetable, working with getting up at um, 5 o'clock, and it might be 4.30 tomorrow morning, <laughs> <laughs> just working with the uh, situation, situation is already an extension of oneself um, taking place. The uh, prospect of doing a, a late night sitting, well, that may not be happening yet, but it's all <laughs> presenting for oneself an opportunity just to take one's practice that little bit f further. And so there's nothing dramatic taking place, but it's giving that extra minute here, that extra five minutes there, that extra ten minutes there. So that, though there is the form timetable, form method and technique, form of the cycle, there's something happening inside of oneself which has as an emphasis in one's practice, in some way or another, a willingness to embrace it. in some way or another, a, wi a willingness of mind to accommodate it. Initially, uh, and very understandably for people who haven't done, uh, haven't been involved in the retreat scene, um, the, the, the beginning through to the end of, of the day is sufficient extension of one's mind, thank you very much. <laughs> but, but some cases, particularly when the energy is available, to really to use that energy, to really make use, make use of that, that energy so that one's feeling of being free from limitation, can be, the sense for that can begin to come actualized in one's practice. to outgrow the form, basically. Sometimes that may, uh, may occur when there's, when there's energy comes, and sometimes lots of energy comes through suffering, never mind anything else. One goes to bed at night, one puts one's head down on one's pillow and one can't sleep. And so one starts getting into the whirlpool of difficulty of not being able to sleep. And it's an opportunity 
uh, feel, to, to use that time for one's practice, for one's meditation. And if it means that one is meditating later uh, in, into the night, then one sleeps uh, when one is tired, and that's when one sleeps, when one is tired. And <laughs> and and if that means starting a bit later in the morning, that one then one starts a little bit late later in the morning, so that there is the form and the structure, but one is free to move beyond the perimeter of it and make use of the energy truly when it's available, and if that means that one doesn't wake up. To, till 7.30, right, one starts the day with breakfast, and if you wake up at 9 o'clock, then you start the day without breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but, this, but it's just using the situation so that one is going a little bit beyond oneself. That, that spirit, hopefully, none of us in our, in our life will lose. Within, too, this, 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 the context of meditation and working with oneself and all that is implied in that, there are situations where we don't realize form and its influence. And it doesn't actually occur to us that we, we are attached to a form and that this form, in a particular period, a moment of time, is noticeably influencing us. And we're not aware, it's the usual story, we're not aware the way that it is. And the, I mean, a prime example of this, of something which we take for granted instead of looking at, is um, the waiting to meet with one of us, one of the, uh, the instructors, teachers. And one can be outside the, the, the room there, and the mind itself, because it's a model, it's a form, reminding oneself of seeing the doctor, seeing, going into the confessional, or um, seeing the, the therapist, or the headmaster, or headmistress, or whatever it might, might be. But there's some kind of reminder there of an old form. And one assumes that is what the present form is all about. And so as a result, being outside the room, there up comes the attachment, up comes the nervousness, up comes the charge, and one is, just assumes, well, that's the way I am. Which gives it a continuity. One believes in it, one, one has forgot to be aware of this phenomena and how to work with it when that's arising. And that's form. That's clinging there. That's, that's, that's holding, that's um, buying into something which makes that period of time as an important period of time as anything you do in here. Or to put it another way, that period outside the door is more important than when you're inside. <laughs> so, the, so, so we're bringing our focus truly into Every, every area, to free ourselves from form, the roles and the models which take place under the cloud of the form.
And if we, if we can develop, develop that, it, I feel it leads to in ourselves more uh, feeling of um, humanness, uh, more uh, greater feelings of being at home and comfortable with ourselves, of learning to ac uh, accept ourselves. Um, we're not blinded by the form of others and what they, he, she, they are doing. We're not trapped by their position, their role, their status, and we don't slot ourselves in to its opposite in any way, simply because we've taken time to stop and look again. And this is surely the, the, the heart, the essence, the, the, uh, the crux of any awareness that, it, that we, those areas where we need to give that more attention to, we give attention to. Those areas where we need to extend ourselves a little bit more, we extend ourselves. Because the pattern easily sets in. So easily the mind keeps gravitating to what's that little bit more comfortable. You know, you come to the end of a sitting one day, five minutes of reflection after the sitting, one says, well, it's, it's been a long day, it's like doing a double shift at work, you know, see. And uh, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling tired, I think I'll go to bed. And, and so I'll, I'll, I'll miss the last sitting. The n next day, the mind, it, it, rep it will repeat itself, it will do it. And that will end if you do it three days in, the, in, in, in a row, then you're, 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 you're well set. <laughs> <laughs> you're well set for an early exit and an early night. <laughs> and, it's, and it's to be able to have that power of the mind to be able to stop ourselves and, and, and catch ourselves so that the, the hall doesn't um, um, whatever, express a tremendous thinning, thinning out after the talk, or whatever it might be. Maybe the talk drives you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the ongoing awareness... I've never thought of that before. <laughs> <laughs> the ongoing awareness within these uh, uh, particular situations means, once again, the past is less of an influencing factor in our relationship with the present. And a liberated human being is one who is considered to be free from the unhelpful influences of the past. So we're now giving full care and attention to our to our practice, seeing form, its usefulness, its limitations, remembering that it's not something to grasp onto, to make much ado about nothing of, but more as a, a, a tool. In that we'll be at peace with the forms of life, we won't feel to be in conflict with others, and we can acknowledge what is to be appreciated. May all beings see into the characteristics of form. May all beings go beyond limitations. May all beings know that which is beyond measure.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.